welcome to the Rogue Agronomist Podcast with Kyle from Stall Agronomy. You never know what I may say or who will be on, but you know it'll be real because that's me. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. It's Kyle from Stall Agronomy. Let's talk about sales training because it's that time of year again. As we get into the middle of summer, it's always the time of year that ag business and most other businesses, for that matter, actually start talking about training because it's training time. As we get into the training part of the summer, let's uh, let's talk about kind of some of the things that frustrated us when I worked in ag retail sales and some of the things that I guess I took from sales training. And a lot of this kind of comes about with... Uh, which is thinking about the time of year and just thinking about how I don't have to do this anymore. But one of the things that I guess I thought was funny and kind of relevant to this was, was watching uh, the rookie of the year. Um, if anybody remembers the the nineties movie about the Cubs winning the world series, which at the time seemed kind of ridiculous, but now it's uh that's kind of a nice thing that I don't think about. But um at one point, Craig Stebbin, who's like the stud pitcher for the Cubs at the time, maybe not stud pitcher, but he's the old guy, goes out and tries to talk to this like 12-year-old kid that's going to be pitching for the Cubs and starts talking about the have-to and he, he makes up this whole thing. And when he walks away, he goes, the have-to? What the heck was I talking about? And then Henry, who's the, the 12-year-old, goes, what the heck was he talking about? And, and the, the funny thing is with sales training is those are the kind of things that happen. I, I remember we would take training and then for like the next year, our boss would have some kind of tagline from the training person that was there. It just didn't matter who it was. They'd have some tagline about, you know, relationships, whatever we were doing. And in every meeting would be like, oh, just remember to talk about this and, and, and talk about that and this remember this thing that this guy taught you in the training and, and let's talk about everybody's have to moment or whatever the heck it was. And, and it, it just kind of seemed that after, you know, the first couple times going through some kind of sales training was like, okay, you know, this is, this is my job. I guess we have to take this very seriously. And then after a while, it was just like, jeez, oh, now we got to talk about this again. And what's it going to be next year? Because we're going to go to this different guy and this different guy is going to tell us to do it a different way. And it just got kind of repetitive after a while. And, you know, so if you're a business professional and you're in charge of an ag retail sales team, you're going to be listening to this thing. This guy's just a total moron. I've been doing this sales training thing forever, and I do the same thing every year. And it works great. And my, my employees give me really good responses about how great the training was when they kiss my ass. Yes, I used to do that too. Oh God, I love when Rod would come. Yeah, Rod was great. Oh God, you know that stuff sucked. But we, uh, I actually talked about Rod Ostis. <clears throat> I don't know if it was one time on the podcast or if it was on TikTok. I can't remember. One of the things that that I struggle with with Rod Ostis is training. Which Rod's actually really good, uh, very good person. He knows what the heck he's talking about. One of the things that I struggled with, not necessarily for me. But for others was everybody always focused on Rod's way of doing things is Rod's way of doing things. And the whole point of his training, at least, you know, it's not, you know, abundantly known. He doesn't make this like the thing 
that he talks to you about. But the the thing that I, I took from it was, you know, Rod has his way of doing things. And what he's really kind of talking to us about is you have to find your way of doing this job and, and learn how to do that well. You know, his way is wearing a sport coat, having your vehicle washed every day. You know, I mean, that is not the most practical thing for a lot of us, but that was his way. And he left these, you know, he'd go find magazine articles that were relevant, but not necessarily farm related that someone would normally read that is in a farming, um, basically in a farming background. And those are what worked for Rod. And the struggle with his training, you know, you, you go through the training and a lot of the stuff makes a lot of sense. And, you know, Rod does have some really good points, but everybody kind of went away from it thinking I have to do, I'm not wearing a freaking sport coat and I'm not washing my truck every day and blah, 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 blah. That wasn't the point. The point is basically finding your way of creating a memory that people will, you know, look to you for, right? You know, it, I have those things that I've done in my career where, you know, if it's something I left, is it something that we talked about? Is it something we did? You know, those are the things that matter to a lot of people. You know, people remember those things. And, you know, I've done a lot of things in 15, 16 years of doing this professionally that are my rod moments, but they're more Kyle moments because they're uniquely mine. And that's kind of the goal of a lot of training. A training is should be more getting you thinking about what can you do to set yourself apart and, you know, what makes you unique. Because if you look at a staff of, you know, I, I was sitting in a room usually with like 20 or 25 other people that are doing the same job I'm doing. We all did it differently. Is there one way of taking notes? You know, is there the only way to take notes is to write it in a book? You know, you, you get a little journal out and you have to write up everything you talk about. My way of doing that is using OneNote so that it goes across all my devices. It makes my life easy. It can categorize things. Everything has a timestamp. Works really well for me. Uh, another person's might be use, utilizing uh, Precision Farming app to leave notes and fields. Um, we've talked about that previously. That's not my favorite thing in the world, but it, it really depends on the person. And, you know, are you going to have a training where you teach people how to write in a journal and this is the only way to do this specific job is make sure you that you write everything in a journal and tab everything and highlight stuff and put little like shiny stars and stickers next to things. You could have a class about that. I mean, that could be a sales training course. Is everybody going to do that? No, because that's not the way they like to do things. But you have to think about it from the salesperson side and say, you know, if you went through that course and, and they handed you a huge pack of stickers, would you, would you do that? No, I, I would keep doing the same thing I do, but maybe I would pick up a couple things that, you know, unique ways of making notes or unique things that you should note that other people don't or don't. I have some of these get the hint uh, stickers that I like to use. Sometimes there's the F ones. So it's F this, F that. Then I have the uh, S ones with great S and BS and yeah, I'll put those in things sometimes, but they're just more of a joke than they are anything else. But everybody has their unique way of doing things. Um, I could always tell when management would go through their like manager trainings and they would always come back and they'd have this like way of talking to you and oh God, 
it's so funny how rarely people pick up on the fact that we knew what that was all about. And it, it they'd come back, then they'd have this unified message, and, you know, for a whole year they would do this thing. And then about, like, 10 months in, they kind of, like, start wearing out on it. And then the next time they had training, and then, oh, here we go again. They're going to try this other thing. I, I had uh, a couple people that were really fixated on not providing answers. And it was incredibly, let's just put it, it was infuriating to kind of talk to these people. You know, you'd you'd have an issue with something that was either going on in the company, with other people, whatever it was. And they basically would try to get you to, to provide the solution to the problem that you're having so that they didn't have to. I mean, it's like a, tra- or a training technique. It's a thing that happens. But, man, after a while, it's just like, just do something. <laughs> You're the boss. You know, well, what do you think I should be doing? You know, what would what would your preferable outcome be of what this is going to be like? And it was, it's, oh, man, did that tick people off to no end. But those are the kind of things that I'm talking about. When people totally buy into this training because the company's providing it, this is the only way to do this thing. People buy into it, and then eventually it just kind of goes away. And the issue with it is you get this inconsistent dealing with managers. Um, You know, if you're a customer, you get kind of used to every year somebody has this new thing they have to go talk to you about. And when they come out to you, they have this new way of telling you about it. And they have to, like, try it out on you. And then eventually you're just like, okay, now can we just cut the shit and just talk about the real thing? And I've seen it, and I've had people do it to me. When when I've been on sales calls, I've had people that try to do that to me as well. In the inverse, where I was being called on, I'm just like, all right, just cut it out. Just tell me the benefits or whatever. Just, Just let's get back to normal business here. And I think it takes... And it's really an advanced mind to think about this stuff, but for a lot of people, it's it's kind of a difficult thing to sit back, go through a, a day or two day training, and, and really say, okay, what am I going to get out of this? You know, I have to take something from this. You know, there's maybe one or two things you're going to take. The worst part about it is when you're just like, all right, that training did not resonate with me. I I did not take anything from it. it it just did not jive with the way that i like to do my stuff this is my job i really appreciate what they you know they put us through this training but i don't get anything from that and then you go to the next sales training meeting or the sales next sales meeting and all they want to talk about is your have two moments or whatever the heck it is at that particular moment and you're just like oh man don't have to come up with some BS answer. Um, uh, my have-to moment was when I talked to this guy and he did this and we sold him something. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's the best have-to moment ever. And you're just like, next year it's going to be a got-to moment. I don't know what the hell it's going to be. What can we do to improve sales training in, in retail, ag retail? In what can we improve managerial training? I think I would focus on the beforehand, you know, before you even go into the training, just be like, hey, you know, here's the deal. We want you guys to go through X person's names training. What are you going to get out of this? I'm not sure. Somebody is going to resonate with this. This is going to be like the ticket to get them to sell stuff. 
Some people are going to come out of this saying, I don't know why we did this, but realize that this is a valuable thing for some people and try to take something out of this and, and look at it with a broader lens than what you normally would when you go into things. You know, just be open-minded. Don't be ticked off. Don't be staring at your phone all day. You know, it's it's changed quite a bit from when I first started when we had flip phones and we were like, you know, somebody would call you. You're like, oh, I have to go answer this. I don't know who this number is. To now where it's like you can be texted and look at social media all day and literally sit in a meeting and not even pay attention at all. Um, but I digress on that end. But as you start doing training, you know, if you're in management and you're going to be putting a staff through training, I think one of the most important things you can do is just be like, hey, you know, be upfront, be honest. I want people to get something from training. I mean, the, the, there's a lot of money spent on this on this training and on these people that do the training, they put a lot of time into that stuff. I mean, Rod Ostis does his training. Um, one of my favorite people I've talked to or have been around in my career has been Damian Mason. I, I actually pulled quite a bit from him because he's more of a realist. You know, obviously he has his way of doing things. Other people have their way of doing things. But I don't know. I just kind of resonate with him. It, it's it's interesting for me. I listen to his podcast. There's a reason why you're probably listening to this podcast. You kind of resonate with me as well. And those things all kind of gel together. You know, you, you find the things that really jive with the way you like to do things. My, my The way I like to do business is kind of different from a lot of other people just because I'm different. But I always tell everybody I kind of embrace the difference. I, I think that's the thing that sets me apart. And I'm not trying to be different because I want to be different than other people because it makes me look better. I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of a weird guy. I run, I have bright green Jurassic Park tennis shoes that Reebok put out a couple of years ago, sitting downstairs. Every other pair of tennis shoes I have is bright orange. My wife says, or says I wear really flashy colors. Um, I just kind of, I'm the guy, I'm, I'm me. There, there's no other Kyle stalls out there, which is kind of interesting. Um, well, there are other people that are named Kyle Stahl. You know, one of them is like a doctor or a psychiatrist or something. But, uh, yeah, I'm the only one that works in agronomy. I'm the only one that has a company like this. And I'm the only one that thinks the way that I do. But I also try to keep an open mind about a lot of other things. I'm not going to go into things and say, you know, have an opinion before I even walk in the door. And I think that's the biggest thing with training is if you can walk into it with an open mind and realize that, you know, if you're in a manager position, your employees are going to walk into this training with the perception that I'm forced to be here. I would rather be sitting in my truck in the middle of a field looking at corn than sitting in this training in Des Moines, Iowa, or wherever the heck you're going to have it. That's probably about 95% of your employees. Some of them are like me, and I would be like, all right, training is great. I'm going to pull a couple things from this. I'm also going to sit there and think about things that I can do and things that I can improve. One of my best idea factories for me has always been training. And it's because I just have time to think. And then there are topics that are being presented that I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But that makes me think of something else. And I, I need to sit and think about this while I take notes. And then I would get pointed at because I'm not participating enough in the in the actual training. And yeah, okay, I'll, I'll get in front of the class and, and talk about your little scenario we want to talk about. And then I'm going to get back to my seat and do some actual work that will be beneficial to me and how I feel I should be moving. 
And the last thing I'll present you with is I worked for two companies professionally in agriculture. The, the first company was very open and good at letting employees that they hired and trusted do their job. They would let us set our own pricing. They would let us understand what our costs are and run this business as a business. Our locations were, for the most part, autonomous. We kind of did our own thing. You know, we did have checks and balances, but if everything went well, they kind of just let you be your own self. And that worked really well for a lot of people. But there are some people, I worked with one of them, that need a little bit more structure. And that person left the company for obvious reasons. The second place I worked at was very different. You did it their way. And that was the only way to do it. And if you wanted to do things differently, you had to get approval first. And if you didn't get approval and like ask for forgiveness later, you didn't get the forgiveness even if the outcome was good. I think the first place I worked at was one of the best places I could have worked at. It let me kind of become who I am. The second place made me realize this is not the place for me. I'd rather be somewhere that I could be myself and, and live in some trust and not be micromanaged all the time and just let me do my thing. You hired me for a reason. I have a track record of success. That's why I'm here. You hired me to be different. And then when I try to be different, you're holding me back. And I will say that there are probably a lot of employees in the second scenario. And there are a few employees that are in the first scenario, but don't really realize that that's a great place to be. That happened to me. Um, it took a while to kind of realize that after I went to the second place, because I was so mad at the first place about something else. And yeah, but now I'm where I'm at. I'm different. I'm kind of weird. I have a podcast. You're listening to it. Check out our social media and stuff, and I'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Rogue Agronomist Podcast. Be sure to check out our website, stallagronomy.com, and our other social media for more information and other episodes. 